We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Roto-Grinders and welcome to the Super Draft lineup building show. I'm Stevie TPFL here to build some NFL lineups for week six. Yes, week six. We are officially getting to that 33% mark on the season. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing good. Just ready for this show again. I keep coming close to taking down the Super Draft GPP and I just still haven't. I've gotten multiple top 10 finishes without finishing first overall but i kind of like what they did this week even though they dropped down the gpp field um it's a flatter payout structure which is what i prefer it's only 10 percent up top and it's 25 percent of people cash so yeah excited for the show excited to go over some sewer draft stuff assuming that we're we're going to be on the same stuff yeah you know i kind of did some research here a little while ago and looked at some of the We'll call it pricing, but it's multipliers um, on Superdraft. And I feel like there's some standout people this week. You know, last week we we, we highlighted Will Fuller on the show as a standout, you know, multiplier. Um, patting ourselves on the back for that one. Don't always get it right, but we, we got that one right. So um, I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to be talking about some of the guys um, at least, uh, you know, a little bit um, here. So excited if you guys haven't checked out super draft head on over to superdraft.io sign up using the roto roto grinders code which is grinders you get ten dollars once you make your first deposit over 10 bucks or more so get the free money take advantage of it 10 bucks is 10 bucks you deposit 10 bucks you get 10 bucks you can play the 20 dollar tournament and turn that into some money so um yes it has been overlaying a ton it's been kind of like a double up so you know excited to see what happens this week? I like the flatter payout structure as well. Um, you know, if, if it's not a million dollars up top, make it flat, right? Like that—that's how I look yeah. at things. Like if I'm not 
chasing that big time million dollar payout or anything like that like i'm perfectly fine with having a flat payout structure yeah and i mean i i like it too because i throw in a hundred i've maxed out every single week so far this season over on super draft just because it's been one of the best places to play um so flatter payout structure if i'm not getting first then i get pissed off if i do really well but i only end up breaking even so they had this structure the entire season long the fact that i haven't gotten first i would have been absolutely crushing and now I'm, instead of just doing very well um so yeah if you guys have any questions for week six about super draft uh throw them in chat we'll answer them as we're going here we're gonna start like we do every week it's wednesday we're building a cash lineup that can change a ton. There's a ton of injury news that we're waiting on this week. Like we're waiting on Tyree Kill. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? David Johnson, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Just a couple off the top of my head. But, you know, it's a week that a Wednesday cash lineup is probably not what you're going to end up on on Sunday. But it gives you guys a good idea and maybe a starting point here. So let's get started, as always, at the quarterback position. First and foremost, um, we always tend to start here at the 1 to 1.3 multipliers. So pretty much everybody from Mahomes to Wentz. These guys are are your studs. When you're looking at quarterback, these guys are your studs. Um, Are any of these guys cash game playable for you this week? Between 1 and 1.3, I mean, the only guy that might be is Mahomes. Um, Even though he's just a 1x multiplier, he's still Patrick Mahomes. I do worry a little bit about that ankle injury, but – like it's the fact that they've kind of tightened up QB pricing um, like Mahomes getting that extra two point bonus for going over 300 passing yards, which I can't remember the last time he didn't um, you're getting between 20 and 30 points, maybe 40 points every single week. He'd be the one guy that I'd think about in this one to 1.3 X range. But I think the the better moves are in the 1.3 to 1.4 X range. Yeah, I think Kyler Murray is probably the guy that I'm looking at cash games right now. Um, Getting that 1.35 seems really nice. Um, Facing an Atlanta defense, allowing the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. David Johnson banged up. Like, talk me off of Kyler Murray here in cash games. Uh, I can't. It's going up against Atlanta. Kyler Murray puts up big numbers nearly every single week here. I mean, just look at what he's done so far this season. And even though the passing touchdowns really haven't been there I mean he's only got four passing touchdowns on the entire season and yet he's still putting up close to 20 points every single week you get the multiplier on there and the best matchup he's had all season like maybe a better matchup than the Bengals just because they aren't going to be running the ball nearly as much so if Kirk's back that definitely gives him some more upside he has rushing uh, yards upside rushing touchdown upside like yeah Murray's my favorite guy on the board yeah, ran the ball, you know, six total t- times in the first two games. And then, um, you know, obviously we've seen him run the ball, you know, a lot more over eight times in two of the last three games. So we're starting to see what we saw and what everybody was so excited about just in general here when it came to Murray. Um, outside of Murray, I think that this is a p- potential spot that Baker Mayfield could get it going. Um, a lot of people are down on him, but I think he's probably a guy that I would play more in tournaments um, instead of, you know, cash games here. So, you know, I think Kyler Murray, I prefer him over Mayfield, but in tournaments, I think Mayfield's an interesting pivot and we could talk about him maybe more when we get into a tournament build, but 
Grant, is there anybody here on this multiplier, like 1.4 plus, that you would consider playing over Murray in cash games? And we'll, we'll revisit quarterbacks here in a minute when we get back to tournaments. I mean, the only guy that I would even consider is going to be uh, Uncle Rico. Uh, Minshew going up against New Orleans. The guy's been putting up big numbers. We saw last week him actually go over 300 passing yards, put up 23 points. This isn't the worst matchup in the world, and he's good. And I really just like that multiplier. And this one's going to sound ridiculous, but you know who I have a lot of interest in? I bet you I can guess. Go ahead. Case Keenum. Case Keenum is the answer. You must have saw my tweet earlier. Um, I just, I know you, I I work with you so much and I know that we are 10, like tentatively thinking alike. And like that whole game on super draft is interesting. And we'll talk about it as we're going here. Oh yeah, no, it's beautiful. I mean, so I was looking at DVOA earlier um, and the Dolphins are literally twice as bad for pass defense as any other team in the entire NFL, pretty much. Um, they are dead last and by a large margin. I know that Washington really isn't great, but we saw the connection that McLaurin has or McLaren has with uh, Case Keenum. We, we've seen Case Keenum go over 300 passing yards twice so far this season. One was against Philly, who has a better pass defense than Miami. One was against Chicago, and Chicago's a great defense. Granted, there was a lot of garbage time stuff there. They are a favorite, which worries me, and they want to establish the run more. Um, but Case Kingdom's still, I think, completing close to 65% of his passes on the season here. He has weapons that he likes in this offense, and he's the best quarterback of the bunch there going up against the worst defense in the league. So, I, yeah, I'm super excited. I don't think he's going to go heavily owned. I hope that he plays because I haven't been this excited about a quarterback all season long. You know, both the quarterbacks in this game, technically, like game stacks of this game, like I don't even hate um, R- R- Rosen on the other side. But, yeah, I, there's not a lot that I'm, like, really liking down here this week. So, Case Keenum, like you said, uh, makes a ton of sense. I think – you know, another guy you could potentially look at is like a Joe Flacco just for volume alone. Like they're throwing the ball a lot, you know, like 33 and a half times per game this season. So um, I don't hate that idea. I don't hate a Marcus Mariota because like he has the rushing touchdown like upside. So if he gets one rushing touchdown at one and a half, like we're, you know, you're probably looking at 10 points from rushing alone. So, uh, but that's more tournament stuff. Um Let's uh let's throw in Murray. I think we both agree that Murray's our cash game guy here on Wednesday. Um, all right, let's go over to running back. Running back's been a position recently on Super Draft that you kind of pay up for. Like Christian McCaffrey, you, you pretty much had to have him last week on Super Draft, and you know, he was a one X guy. Is there anybody in this one to so anywhere from Cook to Chubb, one to one point three X multipliers here? that you're considering for cash games um, at running back this week at a position that we don't have a Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, no, I don't know if there's anyone I'm considering in the one to 1.1 X, like the top three guys all have bits and pieces of them in tournaments, but for cash, I don't think that they're the right call. Um, for me, if you're going up to all the way up to Chubb, it's Chubb and Fournette. Uh, both those guys, we know that Fournette's getting just a massive target share that he's getting all the rushing yards. The volume is there and that extra point, 2x multiplier is pretty massive when you can all things considered here so for met for net and chubb is another guy that i'd look at as a potential 
guy in cash. The 1.3x multiplier is good. This game's projected to be close. He's going to be rushing the ball. He's one of the best running backs in the league. He has that 100-yard rushing upside. Like, Chubb's a guy that I'm definitely looking for in cash. And he's probably maybe my second or third option in cash, but he's definitely a very viable option for all formats. Yeah, you know, Nick Chubb is a guy that I really like. Um, I don't mind Fournette. Depends on what happens with the Baltimore situation, if Ingram's going to play. If he doesn't play, obviously, that's going to open up a lot. Running back, we could potentially see, like, two very um, good multiplier running backs open up um, with Arizona's David Johnson and Mark Ingram both being questionable um, heading in. Um, So, you know, looking at this, like, I think Chubb is a guy that, you know, you have to like here at 1.3. Scrolling down a little bit, I think you have to like Chris Carson at 1.4 going up against Cleveland. We saw whatever running back wanted to do whatever they wanted against Cleveland last week, um, you know, was it, whether it be Coleman or Brita, even um, Mozart. Um, like, this team's allowing the 10th most running back points um, fantasy-wise. So, Chris Carson, the volume has been there the last couple games. Um, they want to get him involved. Wilson – um, loves this guy. And then the other guy that I like here, Grant, is Le'Veon Bell, um, 1.45x multiplier. Sam Darnold is going to be back this week, which, you know, people might think is a downgrade, but, um, like, it has to be an upgrade, right? Like, Yeah, I don't think anyone thinks it's a downgrade. Some people might think it's even, but no one thinks it's a downgrade. No, I meant more, like, just in general, oh, like, Jets stink. Yeah, like, yeah, the Jets are just absolute trash, but Darnold's definitely an upgrade. He's almost close to a league average quarterback and uh he's going to give a large amount of volume to Le'Veon Bell I mean anytime you get a guy at 1.45x regardless of position where he's potentially going to get 10 targets you just roll with it and we have him he's gotten zero touchdowns um since week one and he's still put up an average of about 12 points so a 1.5x multiplier that's 17 points it's probably close to your floor and ceiling. If he gets two touchdowns, it's just through the roof here. I think that he is the top cash game play on the board here at the running back position. Um, so he's the guy that I'd go with. Other guys, that Ranger, I mentioned Chris Carson. I don't hate Gurley just because of his multiplier. Um, on the off chance that he does get two touchdowns, which we saw last week, can always happen with him. He's always a guy that now he's getting the red zone role here. So he's had two touchdowns each of the last two weeks, even though two weeks ago he only had five rushing attempts. So he's a guy that I'm definitely looking at too. But, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, you got to remember too, Gurley's playing 77% of the snaps. As much as we want to, like, hate on Todd Gurley, this is not a site that I'm paying, like, premium price for him. Like, we can hate on Todd Gurley when he's premium price on any site. But on a side like this where I'm not paying that premium, uh, I think that, you know, we could potentially look at him. Scrolling down a little bit, you know, Joe Mixon's a high-volume guy. He's a 1.55x multiplier going up against Baltimore. Um, This defense has not been good this year. Since the offense has been terrible, I I think that's kind of the counterpoint. But I I think Mixon's a guy that has very – he's disappointed this year. Let's just, you know, say it as what we want to say at this whole team in general. Going into Baltimore, 1.55x multiplier. Is he a guy that you're considering here? Yeah, maybe for tournaments. I mean, there's a few guys that have big enough multipliers where if they get into the end zone, which is absolutely a possibility for Mixon, uh, are great plays. We got Mixon. We got Chris Thompson at 1.6x. We got Carlos Hyde, who I don't want to play at all. I ended up playing a lot of them last week. The touchdown definitely saved saved my butt there. Um, and then Kenyon Drake, where the game stripped 
this is the first almost positive game script he has all season long where they are expected to be close. They're going up against a trash defense, 1.75 X multiplier. And then like Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, both those guys, like either one of them can do something. Freeman has a better multiplier. Lindsay is clearly the better back. The guy that I've played every single week this season and is sneakily like probably going to be low owned again for no apparent reason. So Grant, one of my favorite plays this week is Kenyon Drake. Um, you know, sticking to this theme of this Miami Washington game in general. On DFS on salary cap DFS sites, like I think these guys are somewhat still risky. But on a site like this, Kenyon Drake is a, a starting running back that gets starting running back work. Um, and he's 1.75 facing one of the worst defenses in football. Miami stinks. I'm a Dolphins fan. Our team stinks. I, I'm not sugarcoating it at all. The team's terrible. I hope they lose every game. Kenyon Drake is 1.75. If, if he gets 15 normal points here, probably going to have to score a touchdown to get there. He is going to crush in this type of format. Yeah. Yeah. No, right there with you. Um, like the most rushing attempts he's got so far this season is I think 12. A still heavily involved in the pass game, though. We'll get five or six targets, probably three to five receptions. And this game script favors him to get 15 plus touches against a horrible defense. They haven't been with, they generally aren't within 15 points of another team. Um, so this is a spot where they're three and a half point dogs. They're playing at home, which definitely helps. And, and Drake is talented, really like him. And honestly, don't hate uh, Adrian Peterson about the same if they do decide to establish the run which who knows but yeah i mean this is a perfect if you think they're going to run the ball this is a perfect running back game stack yes um especially on this site um all right and like we kind of already talked about Edmonds would be very much in play if david johnson doesn't play at 1.75 he'd be kind of a chalky option there and if um if we get news that ingram's not going to play gus edwards is 1.85 and i think justice hill is 2x um Grant, what do we want to do here for our second running back? We have Le'Veon Bell in here. Um, who do we want to shore up on on this team? I think it's Gurley. Um, Gurley or Chubb are the two guys. I mean, the 1.4 and 1.5 or 1.3x multipliers are a little bit too much. I mean, either of them or Carson are all fine options. I think my preference is probably Gurley than Chubb. All right, I'll let you have Gurley. I took Bell, so we'll, we'll work in Gurley here. Uh, going over to wide receiver – you know, obviously wide receiver, I talk about this every week. Wide receiver is the position that I like to look for the multipliers. I like to look for those guys that if I don't get a touchdown out of somebody, I, I can make it up with the multiplier. So um, starting here at the top, you know, I, I think Michael Thomas coming off a big game. Um, Jalen Ramsey, probably doubtful to play this week again. Um, Julio Jones coming off of an awful game. Cooper um, in a really good matchup against bad corners. I don't like playing him against elite corners. And then Cooper Cup, who just has massive volume. The guy that you wouldn't expect to be here is Ch is Chark. Um, you know, he's not a guy that you're paying premium most places for, but you're paying a premium for him here. Um, what do you think of these top wide receivers? Um, I don't want to use any of them, really. Uh, in the 1 to 1.2 range, Michael Thomas would be the one guy I consider just because of his volume or maybe Julio Jones if I really want um, – because he, he's still a guy that has 30-point potential in any game. So I'm fine with both of them, but I'm probably fading all the guys in the 
to 1.2x multiplier range. The first guy I'm really looking at is Hopkins. Um, 1.25x for a guy that beginning of the season was going to be the top overall wide receiver, we all thought. He hasn't been great so far this season. Like, he's still getting a decent amount of volume. He's going up against KC. They're going to be probably playing from behind. They're going to be throwing the ball a whole lot. Casey can give up some points. Hopkins is my number one overall guy in terms of in terms of multiplier and projected points over on Superdraft. And I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah, um, he was the guy that I was hoping that you were going to mention. Um, love him. He, he's, he's a cash game staple. He's a tournament staple for me this week. Eventually, the touchdowns are going to happen, right? Like, th- this game is just – this game screams shootout in general with these two quarterbacks. Um, so you have to think Hopkins at 1.25. The other guy that's in this range is Odell Beckham. I already said it. Like, you know, this is a guy that this everybody's down on Cleveland. Um, I think San Francisco has a really good defense in general. And watching them on Monday night, like the defense was very impressive. Getting Cleveland coming back home. It's a one o'clock game. Seattle traveling across the country um kind of I guess but this is a spot that I really like Odell Beckham at 1.3 um and and I like Tyler Lockett same game 1.35 you know I these are the guys these multipliers once I start getting into this 1.3 range and like Odell Beckham's cheap pretty much everywhere yeah yeah no I'm kind of right there with you I think I have a slight preference to OBJ over Lockett still like Hopkins more than both of them but I mean you've got to play three to four wide receivers so OBJ is one of the top options um, for cash. I don't mind that at all. He should get a decent amount of volume here. The Seattle defense isn't nearly as good as people seem to think it is based on how they've been in the past. And people forget that Sherman's still a lockdown cornerback. Um, I need to rewatch the game and see how much like he was on OBJ, but I'm guessing it's the majority of the game here. Um, OBJ is a great play. Really like that. And if you want to pivot from him, um McLovin what why 1.4x outside of the week where he got injured and the week he didn't play obviously um McLovin's been I'm talking about McLaren I just like the McLovin nickname uh he's been fantastic he gets Case Keenum back and he 1.4x multiplier guy that's averaged about 16 points with Keenum 17 points with Keenum 1.4x massive um yeah i don't hate mclaurin um i think he's very much in play miami's terrible um again their defense is terrible um going to be very low owned in tournaments i would think like if i if i had to guess here just looking at this range um fits um lockett all all these guys right here um will fuller coming off a big game obviously we got to see if sammy Watkins is going to play or not that's going to open up some value um kind of scrolling down here a little bit more is there anybody in this 1.45 to 1.6 range that you like um yeah there's a few guys um Sutton 1.45 not a terrible play he's been crushing it all season long people still don't play him Woods Diggs Jeffrey all guys that have a ton of talent if they get volume they can absolutely crush their value same thing with Sanders if Kirk plays like him Sanu if he like he's 1.6 going up against Arizona, who has actually been decent to outside wide receivers. Um, but Sanu is 1.6x, Metcalf 1.6x, DD Westbrook 1.6x. Like there's a lot of good plays, but nothing fantastic. Like until you get to Miami, which is more of a tournament stuff. Parker and Williams both 1.75x. I really like them. 
Um, I like Emmanuel Sanders a lot here at 1.55. He's a guy that, you know, we can kind of trust that he's going to get targets. Um, you know, Sutton, Sutton had a big game um, last time out, and I think that could potentially um, scare people off of Sanders. Like, Sanders had a 5% target share last week, and Sutton had a 37% target share. And on the season, it's like 24 to 21. So I'm not too concerned um, about week five, and I think that, you know, we can kind of trust Emmanuel Sanders. Stefan Diggs at 1.5. Thielen's been the guy in this offense, um, but Diggs has a good matchup here. Uh, Philly, they've allowed a lot on the deep ball, and I feel like Diggs has a more upside when it comes to that. Kirk is going to be back. He's 1.6x. Um, well, it sounds like Kirk's going to be back. He's 1.6. Um, everybody is gravitating to DJ Chark. Is this a spot? Maybe we we look at D.D. Westbrook? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, just based on the multiplier alone, Chark has been fantastic. But D.D. did have 11 targets last week. He's had four straight games with uh, four-plus targets or five-plus targets, if I remember correctly. So he's definitely entrenched in his offense and still has the upside to get a touchdown. He still doesn't have one of the season. Um, Chark is getting one every single game, so people are going to likely overlook DD. But, I mean, touchdown equity, it shouldn't be this drastic of a disparity between Chark and DD. So DD getting a much higher multiplier, I think he's a fantastic play. Yeah, we're just going to kind of keep going over wide receivers here, and we'll, we'll plug in these last two spots here in a second. Um, Hardman, obviously, if Watkins doesn't play, he'd be very much in play here. Um, Nelson Aguilar is really, really interesting this week because we know that Xavier Rhodes is going to shadow Alshon Jeffrey, and Rhodes is hit or miss this season, it seems like, but, you know, you, you have to respect the talent of Xavier Rhodes. So <clears throat> Nelson Aguilar is interesting there. You talked about the Miami guys, um, Parker and Williams, both very much in play here at 1.75, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can even bring it back with Richardson if you really want to. Um, But I, yeah, if you're going to play Rosen, you have a, if Rosen goes for 300 yards, which is not out of the realm of possibility, Washington is a trash defense. They're going to be playing from slightly behind, but they're not going to be forced to try and get, put up boatloads of points. Uh, Parker and Williams can each end up with a big game or big enough with a 1.7 multiplier. I'm not going to be surprised if either of them get 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Williams, look at him throughout the entire season, and uh, he has been a, the main guy. So I, I really like both these guys in play. And like I said, all he has to do is get 100 yards, and he's more than crushed value. Um, anybody else down here, Grant, like Tate was last week's value play that everybody talked about. Um, probably going to be very low owned here and, you know, the targets were okay. Um, anybody else down here that you want to mention before we move on and plug these two spots in Tate and I don't like it. Um, but either of the main jets wide receivers Crowder and Robbie Anderson, both are sitting there at two X multipliers. They're not good. This offense is not good, but it'll take an upgrade now with uh, Darnold back in. We know that Robbie Anderson can go for a 50-yard bomb, 60-yard bomb at any given time. At 2x, like that's what you're searching for. As soon as someone gets a big catch for a touchdown, at 2x, they've already crushed value. So if you really want to, you can go off the board and go with them, but not terribly excited about it. Yeah, I'd be excited about Crowder, I feel like, more than Anderson just because Sam Darnold likes to throw to the slot guy. I think, was it like 17 or 15 targets or something like that in week, week one? one. Yeah. yeah, for Crowder. So 
this is the week that I feel like Crowder is going to be one of those value plays that I'm playing a bunch on other sites. So I uh, like the fact that he's 2X here. Yeah, he had 17 targets, 14 catches for 99 yards. So there you go. Um, all right, so let's plug in two guys here for our cash build. We have Hopkins. Do we want to go um, like Beckham and then maybe one of these higher multiplier guys? I don't know how high we need to go with the next multiplier guy. I think Sutton's probably the best option or Woods. Uh, guys that we know that are going to get enough volume. Like going with the 2X guys is probably going to be a little bit tough and a little bit risky. But Woods has gotten, what, eight-plus targets in the majority of the games this season. He's had as much as 13. They are showing that they're going to pass the ball a decent amount. So I'd go with either Sutton or Woods and get those guaranteed target shares with a high enough multiplier where it really gives you a high floor and a high ceiling. Yeah, so let's go – we'll go Woods-Beckham here. So we got Hopkins, Woods, Beckham. We're not taking like – you know, you, we obviously will take some of these Dolphins guys and stuff when it comes to tournaments this week. But Robert Woods, remember, Super Draft is half-point PPR. Like, they do give you some bonuses if you get the what, 100 yards receiving and 300 yards passing and stuff. But you got to remember it's a half-point PPR, so it's still kind of touchdown dependent. And Robert Woods is always a guy that's a candidate to, to have a big touchdown game. So tight end this week. Obviously, like, in general here – these these top tight ends are the top tight ends but when i opened up super draft grant i was very shocked to see george kittle at 1.35 where all the other stud tight ends are in that one to 1.25 yeah that's a just silly silly multiplier you get i don't understand it at all i mean i get that he it's probably a monday night football thing um and he wasn't great the first three weeks of the season uh, finally had some positive regression last week going up against Cleveland. Gets a matchup this week against the Rams. It's not terrible. Kittle is just my top overall play at tight end. It's the only guy within a little bit of him is going to be Delaney Walker just because that 1.7 multiplier, but he's been trash the last two weeks. So uh, it's Kittle by a mile for tight end. Yeah, you're getting a guy that has over eight targets in three or four games this season at a multiplier that you can really take advantage of. If he doesn't find the end zone, we're probably still – like he's had at least six catches in three games this season. They've only played four, and one of them was Cincinnati, and all they had to do was run the ball in that game because they destroyed the 40 or the Bengals. So going to L.A. here, this is a big game for both of these teams. I expect George Kittle eight to ten targets in this game. He's clearly the cash game play. Now, the other side of this game, Everett became very involved last week. It's a one-week sample. How do we elect – like, how does that affect how you build here? Um, more – I guess it's two weeks, really, because he had a bunch of targets against Tampa, too. Like, are you trusting this Everett and, and wanting to play him at 1.7 here? I mean, everyone has a ton of targets for the Rams. It seems to happen every single week. Um <laughs> Cup still leads the league in targets. Woods and Cooks, I think, are still top 10, top 15. Everett's now up there with tight end targets the last two weeks. Going up against a tough San Francisco defense, I don't know if he's worth it. I don't know if I can trust him. I'd rather take a shot on Walker, on Cook. Like, and if Andrews doesn't play, then play, then Hurst uh, isn't the worst idea in the world. But I don't know. It's tough to trust Everett in the target amounts, considering how much they've passed, and he's go they're going up against the San Fran defense that's really good so far this season. So I don't know. I don't know if I can trust him. I think I'm probably not going to, um, just because. But if Brandon Cook misses, that could change a little bit. 
Um, all right. So what else do you like here at tight end? Just Walker. I mean, you can go Disley. You can go uh, Ertz. Both of them have 1.25x multipliers. Ertz, we obviously know that he's getting a ton of um, pass game work. And with Kittle likely being the chalk, a decent pivot is over to Ertz or Disley. Disley just continues to crush every single week because apparently he's the best tight end and most consistent tight end in the league since league since week one. Um, he's actually, I think, outscored Kelsey most weeks so far this season, if I remember correctly. Um, but both of them 1.25x multipliers, like both of them. But Kittle is just on another level. So for cash, I think we go Kittle and it's just no argument. Um, all right, so there's two guys that I wanted to bring up here um, that I potentially will consider um, in both formats. And, well, not really. I'm playing Kittle and cash, let's just be honest. But um, the Swamp, man, like we know um, – I can't even think. Oh, oh, Oshani is Oshani out. Yeah, like he's out. Um, the Swamp, two <laughs> X multiplier, going up um, here against New Orleans. Uh, we expect this game to have some scoring. Like that's one of the guys, Grant. Like you know, we're, we're looking some, for some tight end value. Four or five catches there at two X. I'm in. Yeah, Swamp's not the worst idea in the world. I don't mind that play at all. Like, there's a few tournament flyers you can take. If Vernus Davis out, sprinkle crush my heart or crush my dreams last week, but still a 2X multiplier. If it gets into the end zone, that's pretty big. Uh, Fells and Aiken, both 1.9X multiplier. KC has been getting crushed by the number one and two tight ends pretty much every single week. They have the highest target share to opposing tight ends in the league. They're kind of shutting down the outside, and this game's going to be a high-scoring, high-passing game. So I could see Fells or Aiken have one of their random two-touchdown games. I mean, just look at Fell's last three weeks, 15 points, 1.7, 13 points. He's getting large amounts of red zone equity, and he he may end up with it again. It's a long shot play, but if we're looking for big multipliers, I mean, what are the odds that they fail? Probably about the same as either Swan or as Sprinkle, which are the other 2.2x multipliers, and they have just as much, if not more, touchdown equity. My other guy is um, Ricky Seals-Jones. He's, he's 1.8x. Um, Seattle's allowing the third most fantasy points to tight ends this season. Ricky Seals-Jones is playing 30% of the snaps, not playing a ton of snaps. The thing that I like about him over Harris, Harris is blocking. That's what he's – he's playing 65% of the snaps. I think it's actually like 62. Um, but he's just blocking. So I, I'm not going to play Harris at 2x when I can get the route running tight end. Ricky Seals Jones at 1.8. I know, uh, pretty sure he goose egg last week um, yes, on he Monday did, Night Football. So he scored about the same as Baker. Yeah, so I think he almost outscored Baker, right? Like, <laughs> so in real close. Um, so those are my cheaper guys. Let's throw Kittle in here. Um, you have a preference for flex here? Do we want to go running back or do we want to go wide receiver for cash? I'm for cash. I'm slightly running back just because we still got. Uh, I don't know if you put Gurley in or if you put Chubb in, but the other one Gurley is fine. In. Yeah, and so you can go Chubb or you can go Carson. I think I'm going a little bit more for floor with realistic upside with multipliers. Actually, on Super Draft, Baker tied Ricky Seals-Jones for points this week. <laughs> Even better. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave the flex spot open for you guys. Um, I agree with Grant. I'd go running back. Um, 
let's build a tournament lineup here and i feel like we're just gonna we're gonna build a game stack of washington at miami like that's where we're going here um chat if you guys youtube or um rotor grinders chat want to see us build a game stack here on on super draft on the show um we'll take the one that you guys are posting about and build a game stack after we build a washington at miami game stack Grant, this is by far my favorite game stack on Superdraft this week. Um, there's so many different ways to build a game stack here. This game has a 41 implied total. And uh, on salary sites, like, I'm probably not building – I'll build a couple game stacks this game. I'll be, like, just being honest. But I'm going to have multiple game stacks of this game on Superdraft this week. So um, we agree it's Case Keenum that we want to kind of build out of the stack, right? Yep, yep, absolutely love Case so far this season. He's been he's been putting up decent numbers outside of the one game versus um I think New York where he got switched for Haskins early. I don't know, think that's gonna happen again. Like one point five X multiplier for a guy averaging over twenty points in games he's played the entire game. It's fantastic. We know exactly where he's going with the ball. All right. Um do we wanna play Drake on this team at one point seven five? It depends. Do you want to go Parker Williams or do you want to go Drake Parker or Drake Williams? What about all three? I feel like that might be... There's not enough touchdowns in this game for all three. So I agree with you. Um, I think we go both wide receivers. All right. Let's just go full out onslaught for the passing game here and go... I think McLaurin or McLovin's an absolute lock just because Yeah, so we get... We got Keenum, Parker, Williams, McLaurin. Um, I would be perfectly okay with playing Sprinkle or Davis, whoever plays, as like another pass catcher. I don't love Trey Quinn or Richardson on this site because it's half-point PPR. Um, But I I think the tight ends are fine at their multipliers. I mean, like, I would – I like Richardson. Um, I do. We saw him get looks in the red zone – when Case Keenan was in the lineup, like Richardson's a big lanky guy that can actually be like, we saw Russell Wilson target him in the red zone for touchdowns quite often. We've seen him get targeted by Case Keenum. Reason he hasn't done anything the last two weeks is because it's been tough matchups or it's been just absolute trash quarterback play. And so Richardson, like first three weeks of the season, 5.6, 9.1, 18.3 points. If the first week he gets a touchdown, he makes 17 points with this multiplier here. So I, I, I'm honestly re- leaning towards Richardson over Sprinkle or Davis because Davis, like you're giving up so much equity instead of going with Ertz or Disley or um, what's his name, Kittle. One of those guys is going to end up with at least 20 points. And so the odds of Vernon Davis at 1.5x multiplier going for 20 points aren't great. All right, so let's we'll play Richardson full on onslaught of the passing game here. Um, all right, we need some running backs, Grant. Um, we talked about a lot of running backs that we like this week. Uh, give me a running back, and then I'll plug in another one. Um, trying to think, like trying to go balls to the wall, but I don't think that's the right way to go. Let's go with Phil Lindsay, um, one point four five x multiplier. Going to be the lowest owned of the bunch, considering that Bell, Gurley, Carson are all in the same range. And two out of the last three weeks, 24-plus points. Um, he can get that 100-yard rushing bonus. Like, everyone just pays attention to the first few games of the season, first two games. were tough matchups against the run, Chicago and Oakland. 
both are not great for opposing running backs. And Lindsay's a guy that can get 15 rushing attempts, and he's a guy that averaged over five yards rushing this attempt last season. Uh, he may be splitting carries with Freeman, but has the ability, small guy that has ability to break off for a big run, and he's gotten a lot of touchdown equity the last three weeks here. So Lindsay's a guy that I really like in tournaments. All right, so we'll plug Lindsay in here. I'm going to plug Bell in too, um, just going right at it. So Lindsay Bell, 1.45. I, I agree with you. I don't think this is a team that we have to go like 2X multipliers here. So um, I like how this team is shaping up. Um, we'll leave tight end open. There's a bunch of different ways you can go at tight end that we talked about. Like I don't even hate playing like a chalk George Kittle here. Um, we're, we're playing a Miami-Washington stack. Like we really don't have to – worry too much about like ownership in, in this lineup in my opinion i think that parker williams mclaurin potentially get ownership here on super draft but i don't think it's going to be enough ownership that we have to be like super concerned about playing these guys um with the chalk bell or or um kittle here yeah yeah and i mean even some chalks hit pretty much every single week i mean you look at last week and will fuller was 25%, I believe, um, in tournaments. I'm actually going to look at last week winning lineup um, and see, like, kind of who was on the chalkier guys. Grant the chalk hit super hard last week. Um, but even still, you see chalky guys up at the top just because of the amount of edge you get with multipliers. Uh, you're going to see it every single week. Yeah, if I if I remember correctly, I think uh, Will Fuller was like twenty six percent. Yeah, which that's slightly over the field on, but I was I had him paired with Hopkins a lot, which crushed me. Yeah, like Bridgewater was the guy last week. He was three percent owned. He put up forty three point eight. Um, he was the guy that you kind of had to have. Aaron Jones was like twenty percent owned. Uh, Michael Thomas at one point one was only ten percent owned. Will Fuller was 25 on the nose. Um, so the big guys, the low-owned guys, like Christian McCaffrey was on the winning team, Michael Michael Thomas, Aaron Jones, uh, Bridgewater, Jared Cook, um, Tate and Fuller. Like even Tate at 2X last week at 44% was – like he was the chalky wide receiver and he was on the winning team. So um, the big guys were Jared Cook at 1.9 that 1.9% owned – just taking advantage of that 1.55 multiplier and, you know, with him getting a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he just absolutely crushed and so did Fuller. Um, but yeah, getting him at 20% wasn't a bad move, but yeah, we don't have CMC on the slate. So just not having a guy that's going to be um, 30% owned. That's pretty much a lock of 30 points. One interesting thing is David Johnson was 53% owned last week. And so looking at guys that could potentially be, TJ like this week I think that Le'Veon Bell is one of them that's going to go into the 40% range over on Super Draft so it doesn't make the worst fade in the world going over to Lindsay going over to Carson going over to Gurley um, considering how highly owned Bell is probably going to be yeah and the interesting thing about last week's lineup too it was more of a team stack instead of a game stack it was a New Orleans team stack that ended up taking it down and we We've kind of seen this a little bit on Super Draft where team stacks, when the multipliers are right, work. Um, I'm sure the guy that the guy that won finished first, second, fifth, um, and I'm sure he had multiple stacks with Bridgewater. Um, 
just looking at his top few lineups here. So um, let's build another, let's just build an overall general tournament lineup here. Let's go ceiling type tournament lineup. We got about um, five or six minutes before we get out of here. Um, if we run a little over, it's okay. I'm sure Devin just wants to go bowl or something. Um, tournament build, give me a quarterback. You know, we, we've already kind of talked about everybody that we like and we don't like. Give me a quarterback that, you know, you think the ceiling is there, you know, with the multiplier and everything. Uh, let's go with Jared Goff, um, 1.4x multiplier. He's been putting up huge numbers. He's probably going to get the 300-yard passing bonus, which is worth essentially three points here instead of two. And so guy that hasn't had – has only had less than 20 points or 19 points once in the last four weeks and is averaging just 300 yards a game, and they're probably going to be passing a lot. So who do you want to pair him with um, in this one? I think we, we talked about Robert Woods potentially here. I think he's a guy that you could pair him at 1.5. I think Everett's another guy you could pair him at at tight end. Um, touchdown at his multiplier would be interesting. Yeah, I think you can do a double pair um, with Woods as the lock and load. And then if Cooks plays, I think it's Woods and Cooks. If Cooks doesn't play, it's Woods and Everett. Um, so we can kind of go under the assumption that Cooks is not going to play and throw an Everett. I like that. Let's do that. Um, and we don't necessarily need to game stack it, but if like, if cooks plays, you put in cooks, you can play kettle, um, at, you know, again, like kettle is just that tight end that I'm going to be way overweight on, um, running backs here. I'm going to throw Kenyon Drake in here. You know, we talked about him earlier. I really like Drake, um, in general this week, just volume alone against this terrible defense. And then 1.75 X over here on super draft um is there another running back that you want to take that you feel like the ceiling is there with the multiplier um we didn't really talk about much but ito smith is at 1.8 x uh got six targets last week six receptions we know that he can get a touchdown or two and they can use them in the end zone they're going up against arizona so it's going to be a high-paced high-scoring game uh ito smith is a guy with a whole bunch of upside that's going to have zero ownership in this He's your two percent own guy this week that you're you're just hoping finds the finds the paint. When you yeah. have a one point eight X multiplier, if you find the paint and you get ten touches, you're likely gonna put up twenty. So um twenty plus. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in uh, we already kind of talked about it. Um you stole my thunder on him, but I'm gonna put in Crowder here um at two X multiplier. Darno is coming back. Um, Crowder, I, we talked about him when we were breaking down the wide receivers, just absolutely the, the targets in week one. And we really haven't seen this combo since, um, I kind of hope he flies under the radar here and I don't think we see another 17 target game, but I'll be honest. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what do you think about if Watkins doesn't play throwing in Pringle? Oh yeah. Like he, he he's just we didn't really talk about him in, in cash games but like if Watkins doesn't play like Pringle needs to be in your cash lineup over here right yeah probably I think so like you, you think Tate last week Tate didn't have a great game and put up 20 points yeah yeah no it's it's definitely not a bad call and um Tate doesn't have Patrick Mahomes throwing him the football so I really he like as a much worse version of Patrick Mahomes, like <laughs> quite possibly the worst version of Patrick Mahomes. That's right. So I really like how this team just in general looks like on paper, considering the multipliers. 
And the thing that I like about this team, Grant, is like I can easily take Goff and Woods and Everett out. And these are the ceiling type players that I can mix into some stacks here. And I don't know how much Edo Smith I will have, but I love the call. Um, you know, he's a guy that touchdowns find the pain at 1.8 and you know, you're, you're looking good. So um, we'll leave flex open. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention here um, before we get out of here? No, I, I think we pretty much covered all of it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing that I feel like that we didn't really talk about that I wanted to talk about again on paper, like, the Dallas passing game, I think a lot of people are going to be on the running game for Dallas this week. Maybe not even over here, but I think um, Gallup is is kind of interesting at 1.3x. Um, we didn't really talk about him, but the Jets' corners are the worst corners in football. So, like, th- this would be a matchup, and, you know, you, you kind of have to take advantage of it, in my opinion. And, like, even Arizona facing Atlanta, their secondary has been terrible. So, like, these are the these are the – matchups in general that um that we want to target here and um if you haven't already make sure you go listen to the epic early week podcast um i heard dean got um some issues this week i mean dean just keeps losing our our bets and it makes me chuckle (laughs) so i heard he wants to fight somebody so we'll have to we'll have to see on next week's um epic pod how that all works out but um we're going to get out of here. If you haven't checked out Superdraft, do it. There's no reason not to check out Superdraft. It's an awesome site. It's very different. Have a ton of fun playing over there every week. Um, it's a nice break from salary cap formats. So Superdraft.io, promo code GRINDERS, $10. Once you deposit $10 or more over there, take advantage of it. There's a bunch of stuff in the lobby, a ton of stuff. There's showdown slates. So he is Genie for 07. I am Stevie TPFL. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. See you, kids.